this is Havana Salon, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Uh, that was very loud in my headphones. All right. Uh, how about let's start with uh, seven Washes beer players begin international competition uh, during the FIFA window. How cool is this? Seven. Yeah. Well, you know, seven if they were on top of their game with their Twitter because they forgot Franny at first until I tweeted and was like, actually, it's seven. Oh. <laughs> they they forgot, left Franny out. They left Franny out. She's their longest player longest tenured player there yeah right. well very well but we remembered fran well you did uh, and i'm sure many fans did as well uh ado even netted a goal uh in in, yeah. uh, in her game so um benini had one. yeah benini had one was- pew had an amazing outing um yeah, yeah I, it's man spirit representing out there yep um i mean so what you know from a um looking at this club wise um, it, there's plenty to be excited about, uh, any, with it, with a very busy next, uh, let's call it 18 months, uh, probably a little less than that, but we'll call it 18 months with the next, with a busy year and a half ahead. Uh, how, do, how does, uh, how does the spirit finally getting a bunch of international players now possibly, uh, maybe not hurt them, but maybe what's a con, uh, that we have to look, we have to think about. Yeah. I mean, Ever since uh, the World Cup in 2015, the Spirit have not really had a ton of international players, and one of their strengths is building the team around that um, and preparing the players that they will have for a long period of time to step into roles that they need them to be in so that they're, they're continuing to play at a strong level despite... Um, despite players being gone. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing to uh, work on here is they, they have a lot of strong players that can, that can really perform well if the international players are gone, but they just got to make sure that they're, they're up to the challenge for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But man, how, I mean, how exciting is Pew, is Pew to watch right now? I mean, I think that Alex Morgan may be the only Alex Morgan and maybe Megan Rapino are the only two players that are having better uh, fifteen months right now. Yeah. Honestly, like the three of them are playing at the top of their game, and that's great for the for the spirit and for the U.S. Just heading into World Cup qualifying here, you cannot get much better than that yeah and of course that statement you just made with those three players you're referring to u.s women's national team Correct. players yeah because obviously sam kerr and, and a couple yeah, others would obviously. would make that list as well um uh what, speaking of pew uh named nwsl team of the month uh, yeah for yeah how uh let's um I mean, does this just add more to? Hey, I guess here's a question: Are we finally seeing? Do you think we're finally seeing the stride that we were have, that we've been waiting for? Is this it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that Mallory Pugh is living up to the hype that she that she's good brought at soccer. in with her. Yeah, and I think that she's only continuing to develop, and that's exactly what they wanted to see at this time. I mean. Jim Gabar has preached ever since the day that Mallory Pugh came almost a year ago now 
that Mallory Pugh was going to take time to develop, and once she did, she was going to be incredible, but to not put too much pressure on her to start. And I think now that is paying off because she is having herself a great start to the 2018 year, not even season, because really she's played well for the national team as well. So um, it, it's great for the spirit to have her around uh, again this year. And the supporting cast that they have around her is, is fantastic. I think Ashley Hatch kind of got snubbed on a, a few things last week for the awards after the Orlando game. But um, I think that the two of those, the two of them are going to just be great going forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and looking at the team of the month, uh, former Spear player Crystal Dunn also on uh, that list. Jane Campbell makes team of the month uh, for goaltender, but I imagine that uh, Aubrey Bledsoe was at least a part of that conversation yeah. um, as she has been uh, very good uh, in front of the goals in the first two games. Um, you know, first words out of, out of Jenga Bear's mouth at the presser that they had when P was brought on board was don't expect too much out of her right away. Don't put, let's not put too much pressure on her to save the season. And, and now looking back on it, I think it was Jim Gabera's way of saying, we're not trying to save this season. We're trying to capitalize on the next two, three seasons. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, and when you, and I know I've said this before, but if you look at the transactions that, that, you know, just a year ago made us so disappointed and frustrated and how they, what they've done for this team, Jim Gabera starting to look like a genius. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's look at, uh, uh, Spear put out a, um, a, uh, a little news thing here, uh, by the numbers, uh, top spirit stats. Uh, this is what I get for leaving my, uh, my <laughs> the sound on my phone. I never do that. And so when like my, when my phone makes noise, I'm like, what are you doing phone? <laughs> um, uh, let's just go down these numbers. You let me know if you think, uh, if this is, if, if it's, if you're surprised or, you know, give me your initial thoughts. Uh, 12, the number of shots on goal for the Spirit that's second most in the NWSL. I mean, that's one of the things that has kind of been the Spirit's thing as of late. We we like to talk about their shots on goal a lot on here just because um, Franny seems like she is carrying them in that, in that spot. But, I mean, you got to shoot to score, right? I mean... Good things will happen when you put the ball on net. And I think we saw that multiple times against North Carolina, even if they weren't goals. Um, there was a couple very close opportunities. So uh, I love it. You know, that's that means you're getting close to the goal and getting some good shots off. Yeah, I think um, one thing that is important to note here is um – in, in terms of shooting accuracy, uh, Seattle has 68.4%. Spirit had 57.1%. Um, so it, there's still plenty of room for improvement, I guess you'd say. Like, uh, you know, even though they're second in the league, um, you know, they, they st- I think they could even still improve on that, um, especially if Franny Ortega were to start taking more shots uh, or, you know, we'll, we'll start taking shots because she has been uh, accurate for the Spirit. Um, you know, we we can get we can get into the into um, expected goals and stuff like that, but unfortunately there isn't a whole lot of like solid data as far as that goes for NWSL. But um, 
the simplified version of expected goals would be shots on goal, and that is the biggest predictor for whether or not you could score a goal is whether or not your shot was on frame. Uh, so that's why it's an important stat to, to point out. Uh, Aubrey Bledsoe, league-leading save total at 14. How do we feel about our goaltender? I mean, when, I wonder when the last time a spirit goaltender has not been in the top two in save total <laughs> in the past few years. Yeah. Um, doesn't surprise me. Uh, she's been playing crazy good the past two games. And um, when you're stopping a lot of shots, that means uh, you're putting your team in a good place to win. So I, I am all for that stat. Yeah. So while I while I do appreciate uh, the uh, while I do appreciate the spirit pointing out this stat, I will say this this probably isn't the right stat <laughs> to to brag about when it comes to. Yep. Not saying it's a bad one, but the the the, the two things that we would want to point out: she's put out a clean sheet, right? Um, yep. and her save percentage is 88%, which, is, which, I mean, it's a small sample of two games, of course, but, um, that's, that's a good, that's a good start, um, at 88%, hopefully that she can maintain something close to that moving forward. Hopefully our defense, uh, helps her out with that. Uh, but she's third best in the league with that 88%. Um, that puts her, uh, that, that puts her consistent with where top performing spirit goaltenders have been, uh, in recent years. Uh, three is the second half goals for the Washington Spirit, and that leads the league in second half goals. Uh, what do we think? Is this a second half team? Is this a predict? Do you think this is uh, setting a pattern? Uh, or maybe this just this just shows us that they haven't quite uh gelled yet enough to be potent in the first half. I mean, I think this is. You can look at this two ways. I think it's good that they're scoring goals late because it's giving them an opportunity to compete late in the game. Um, obviously, it gave them a chance to uh, try at a comeback the first game, gave them the win in the second game. But this also is kind of concerning for something you just mentioned. Is is this team just kind of not being able to, to figure things out until the second half? Um I'd like them to see some get some any goals in the first half, but uh, you take them where they can come at this point right now. Um, but I think this is just another one of those things that once this team figures each other out, the goals will come, whether it's in the first or the second half. But um, I think it's just going to take a little bit of getting used to. Look, I'll tell you what, if Aubrey Bledsoe continues saving any percent of her goals, then being a second half team is fine. Yeah. Um, if you can, if we, if you can keep your opponent to one goal or less in the second half, then you can be a second half team all season long and, and still get, get points. Um, so, uh, I think that, of course, while you want to get early leads, cause you can sort of control pace a little bit after that, uh, I think that, I think the Spirit will be a second-half team. That doesn't mean I don't think that they'll perform well in the first half, but I think that they, at the end of the season, I think they will show that they were a second-half team only because they have so much firepower available on their bench uh, that I think that uh, whether, whether, whether or not they're scoring in the first half, I think they'll always be in good position to score in the second half. Yep. Um, what's the... We got 64.8% is the passing accuracy, in the attacking half of the field, ranked second in the NWSL. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts if this means anything. To me, it's it's data mining for a good stat. What do you think? 
Yeah, honestly, it's it's so early in the season, and it's like, okay, great, but the I'd love to see what the passing percentage is in the middle and uh, defensive thirds because I can tell you right now, it was not great in Seattle, and it wasn't a whole lot better against Orlando, so I'd be curious to see what that is. And I don't know if they saved the best for last on purpose or what, <laughs> but 18 is the number of defensive clearances by Estelle Johnson, and that is most in the league. Uh, the spirit captain, congratulations to Estelle uh, also for, for being, uh, being the captain, uh, anchoring the back line once again this season, leading the league in clearances while also succeeding on all of her slide tackle attempts for the first two games. Estelle Johnson is worth every bit of whatever we're giving her to be a part of the spirit. Yeah, I mean, are are we really surprised? Uh, this is this has Estelle Johnson's name written all over it. Oh. Um, she is she's done a great job so far this season, and you know, very deserving of captain. I think she fits that role perfectly. I'd love to see her play alongside Quinn. Yes, um, that's my hope and dream. But we'll see if that ever happens because I don't think. That's where they really want to play Quinn right now, but I think that duo would be uh, incredible. Look, I know it's only two games into the season. I know the Spirit have a whole bunch of talent that that will be uh, performing well this year, but I think that at the end of the season, I have no doubt that Estelle Johnson will be a part of MVP uh, conversation both for the Spirit and the league. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know, in a league or in, in a sport where, where you know, scoring goal, I guess in any sport, right? Scoring yeah. scoring is really what gets attention. Uh, but I think that, I think as real sports fans, we also have a really good appreciation for defense. And uh, in here in Washington, we have the most appreciation uh, for the slide tackle queen herself, uh, Estelle Johnson, who, who in her off time also models. So, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty cool person, uh, Estelle Johnson. And Jordan, I don't know if you knew, but you can get slide tackle Estelle Johnson shirts at our, at our website store, spearcoverage.com slash merch. Wow. We, we might have to, uh, I might have to bring it out and model for the game this weekend. Yes. Yes. That's right. Unfortunately, I will not be at the game. Um, uh, I will come clean and say that I got tickets to the DC United game in Annapolis. Um, wow. I would, I would not, care much about these united if it weren't in annapolis and that's that's a venue that i've not been to yet so um i'm taking this opportunity to do that but other than this and a couple trips i think i should be at the rest of the games coming forward but even though i will not be there you and kelly will both be representing follow your spirits uh in the best way possible tell us about how you feel about hosting a team that uh, spirit fans can only really cringe a little bit thinking about uh, the the courage have gotten all six points that they that uh, possible for them this year. Spirit are coming off of a hot game against Orlando. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, um, I think if you look at the Richmond preseason game, it's very easy to be concerned about uh, this game. You know, Spirit gave up three goals; they got shut out. But I really think that they're a different team now than they were a month ago. Um, the players have settled in a lot more. They are connecting. And I think that while the 
Courage have won both of their games. They haven't looked all that impressive. I mean, um, one nothing win over Sky Blue, and then they beat Portland, but I, I don't see it turning out as poorly as the Richmond game might make people think. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, not that not that they're not talented, right? I'm not. I'm definitely not going to make any statement close to that. But I do think that the standings and and results might be a little misleading on how dominant they could be. And granted, and again, we're only two games of the season, right? So um, they're still, even though they're even though they've played well with each other, they're still. Um, you know, there's still some melding from the off season still has to go on. Um, I think, especially at home, uh, I think this is going to be a close one. Uh, who do you think is, who are some of the, some of the key spots on the, on the roster for the spirit? Yeah. I mean, I think Crystal Dunn, Taylor Smith matchup is going to be huge. Um, (laughs) she was, Crystal Dunn was tearing Taylor Smith apart in the first game. Um, I think it'll be a very interesting matchup to watch. Uh, the other one would be um, Mallory Pugh versus Merritt Mathias and Abby Dahlkemper. I think that's another um, great defensive one-on-one matchup. Um, it really could come down to Crystal Dunn versus Mallory Pugh and who can work their magic at the end of the game. And, um, are we going to see Benini back for this one? Uh, nope. They're no. still, they're still going, yeah, going at it. Their cup is still going on, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so that kind of hurts the spirit a little bit, but, um, I think Eubanks is still a great alternative coming off the bench. And obviously Franny getting to start is, is helpful. Uh, all right, let's call it. How do you see this one uh, playing out on the scoreboard? I think uh, I'm going to go two to one courage win. I am going two to draw. Uh, okay. I think that Pew works for Magic gets a goal, uh, and I'm going to say uh, just in honor because Jordan, I don't know if you knew, but after the, you and I talk, uh, the listeners will hear my interview with Havana Salon, um, who actually. Actually, pronounce her name Havana, and I keep on saying Havana, even though that she uh, uh, corrected me. But uh, Havana Salon, I, I'm going to say that she comes off the bench and gets one done herself. There you go. Who uh, who do you see scoring that one goal that you? Uh, I- I'm gonna go with Andy Sullivan. Mm, I like that. Yep. I almost forgot that she's on the team. <laughs> I mean, she's like, and I okay, say that I, I say guess. that because that's that's how that's how much there's been to talk about the other players, right? That's the that that's commentary on that uh, is is that uh, you know other names have come forward during during the games and <laughs> going into a season where you're really anticipating Andy Sullivan, um, haven't you know just haven't heard her name much yet is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Okay. Andy cool. Sullivan. Jordan, let's take a quick uh, quick moment. Look a little, a little sentimental, if I may. Uh, I want to. I want to say that uh, I, I follow you on Facebook. I don't say I follow you on Facebook. I follow you on Twitter. We're friends <laughs> on Facebook. Um, I want to say really proud of what you're doing. Every Thank time you. I see you posting about school and being uh, what do you RA is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, being an RA and 
look, you do you do a lot of cool things, and then you also do this stuff here, which I'm very grateful for. And uh, I want you to know that your hard work is not going unnoticed, not only here but in real life. Thank you, I not, appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, and part of uh, my um, part of me, uh, what's the right word for the right, right word? Paying you back. That's not the right word for it. <laughs> uh, rewarding you for your hard work, of course. It, it, at the beginning of the season, I said uh, half of everything we make during the season on our Patreon account, I'll, I'll forward straight to Brockport University. Um, and so patreon.com slash follow your spirits is the, is the, uh, the, the sites to go to people can pledge monthly. There's three t- tiers right now, Jordan. There's, yep. there, there's the listener tier and that's pretty much just, uh, Hey, if, if you, you listen to the show, you maybe follow us on Twitter, maybe you got a shirt, it doesn't matter. Uh, you just want to kick us a buck to, you know, to support us. It's great, but you don't really care about much else. Uh, there's the follower tier, Jordan, that I actually just brought down $1. It's only $2 a month. And that's what gets access to premium content, which, uh, right now is your, your spirit small talk that you, uh, post after every game. Uh, audio form and then there's the six dollar per month shirt club um which hopefully i'm hoping by the end of the the month we'll pinpoint we we have found a a a player to uh to do a shirt for uh and get the first shirt of the season uh going but if you're part of the shirt club on patreon you essentially just you get a shirt when when we design one you're just you'll be included in there whether you like it or not and uh (laughs) i'm hoping to do at least three this season um, I talked to you when I was talking to Tori last, um, who we talked, we talked about hopefully maybe getting a Quinn shirt, right? We had, yeah. some, we had some fans say that they'd really like a Quinn shirt. Um, so I, I talked to Tori to see if she'd be willing to connect us so we can ask Quinn if she's interested because of course all this comes down to player interest, but, um, hoping we can make that happen, uh, for a shirt that will come out before, uh, before June. Uh, yes. that's the timeline there. So, um, all right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully the spear can get a point, uh, yeah, out of, out of, what, nice. yeah. And I think that there's, there's, I think getting a, not to say that the spirit can't match up against the courage, but obviously the courage are, are the team to beat right now. Yep. And, um, I think coming away with a point out of a, a home stand like that, uh, is, would be, would be nice. Uh, there's no, no shame in that. So, uh, hopefully that's what happens. Jordan, we'll hear from you next week after the game. Uh, yep. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Always nice. Havana, let's, uh, you know, so this is the first time you've been on Follow Your Spirit, first time that uh, the people are going to be hearing from you. So let's let's go back and, and learn more about you as a soccer player. Let's go all the way back to when you were first introduced to soccer. Do you remember when that was? Yes. Yeah, so for me, I was first introduced to soccer at recess in second grade and was always um, intrigued. And my second grade teacher always said, you know, you should go play, you should go play. And uh, that was when I first started playing. Um, and what what was it about the sport that that kept you there for years and years until, until college? I think one of my favorite things about soccer is the creativity that it allows. I think um, I also grew up playing tennis, and it's a much more – Straightforward. I mean, there's only so much you can do to make it exciting. I mean, not exciting. Tennis is exciting. Don't get me wrong. But I just think that um, I love the creative flair you get with soccer, and that always just kept me so entertained. 
Yeah, that's interesting. The, the 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 creative side of it. I think that's uh, that's an interesting interesting perspective. Um, you uh, you made your way to uh, if my notes are right here. You made your way to Florida University, right? Yes. Yeah. What uh, what made you decide to to become a Gator? So I actually lived in Gainesville, Florida, in high school. Uh, kind of a local. And uh, during the soccer pro- uh, college process, I actually wanted to get out of Gainesville. And I had previously known Becky Bailey, the head coach there. And I told her from the beginning, I said, I don't want to come to Florida. I have to get out of Gainesville. It's too small of a town. Like, I need to go so- somewhere else. She said, oh, just come take a visit. And I said, I don't need to visit. I've lived here my whole life. Well, went through high school. And then I visited other schools. And at the end, sat down with Becky for a meeting. And it just felt right. And um kind of just led me there yeah very cool so what at what point um you know and, and you know feel free to be as humble or as uh you know cocky as you'd like to be with this with this answer <laughs> when when did you realize that you had the potential to go pro i think to be honest not until very late my junior year of college i told my CEO. And so my senior season, in the back of my mind, I kind of knew it was a bit of a comeback season. And um, I knew I wanted to play professionally. And I wasn't sure, just like after any injury, I wasn't sure how I was going to come back. So, I mean, even the draft, my senior year, when it was going on, I wasn't even watching. I was working out because I just I, I didn't expect to get drafted. Um, in my mind, I was like, I'm probably going to just have to pick a team and go try out. So I would say that it wasn't until very late that I like thought that I could play professionally. And then tell, I mean, tell us about, uh, you know, draft day coming along, um, and, uh, and getting, uh, getting the opportunity to play in Seattle. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I wasn't even watching the draft and had finished my workout and looked at my phone and had a ton of text messages. And I kind of scrolled through the names <laughs> and I saw Becky's, my head coach. Yeah. I was like, that's probably a good one to start with. And I swiped and she said, congratulations. Um, Laura wants to talk to you. At one point my phone started ringing instantly and I still haven't even pieced together who I've been drafted by. <laughs> and Becky's on the phone. She's like, Hey, here's Laura. She wants to talk to you. And I'm like, rat, like just like so overwhelmed. But, um, for a bit and was just excited. I think for one, um, the style of play that Seattle tries to play was one that we've tried to play at Florida, and that's the style that I think that I fit best into. So, I mean, I was excited for so many different reasons um, to get drafted and then go, you know, across the country, live in a new city, be with an amazing um, team, and kind of get my first taste of the professional arena. Yeah, so, so um, you know, you said. You mentioned that uh, Seattle had a similar style, but obviously, you know, obviously the NWSL is a, a different league. Tell us about your your transition to the league and maybe something that was uh, maybe challenging for you to adapt to initially. Um. Well, I think the speed of play was very difficult to. Not so much the speed of play, but the transition in the game. I mean, I think college the speed of play was high at times, but it was nowhere near as transitional. And my first year with Seattle, um, at the end of preseason, I broke my leg. I was out for a year. So coming back to such a high level, I think, um, was just a big challenge. I mean, everybody's fast, everybody's strong, everybody's technical. And so from a recovery standpoint, 
you're not only coming back, but you have to come back almost better than you left just to keep up. Um, and then in the uh, off season, just before the 2017 season, uh, you get traded over to to Washington. Uh, the Spirit saw a frustrating season last year, but you still came ahead with five goals and in, in a nice performance. Uh, tell us about um, even with the uh, even with how last season went, sort of um, uh, what your experience was like on the team. Um, yeah, so when I did get traded in off season, I was actually pretty excited about the news. I mean, obviously, any opportunity to play in the league is a good one. Um, and then coming to D.C., um, I think it was, I mean, first of all, I mean, I got to play, which was exciting for me because I'd been out for a while. Um, and I just enjoyed being back at the game. Um, And it was definitely difficult with the season that we had last year to kind of come back into the game in that way. Um, But, I mean, I think that the the atmosphere of the team and was just up and down throughout the season, obviously the injuries. Um, But I just think that it was a learning year, and I think that we took a lot away from it. Um. Tell me about who uh, who on the spirits. Uh, we'll start with on the pitch when you're when you're playing, either when you're in practice or, or in a game. Um, who do you feel like you have some of the most chemistry with? Um, I would say, well, Maggie Doherty Howard. Um, we played together at Florida, and I think that kind of from the beginning gave us a chemistry from the past. So. We kind of look to play the same, um, and so it's easy for me to, and her to connect with each other. And because of positions as well, I'm usually playing forward. She's usually playing midfield. And so I think that we've always kind of had a good connection of being able to find each other and support each other. Yeah. And then off the field, who, who do you, feel, who do you uh, spend time with or, or have a good, a good bond with? Um, I would say I have a good bond with Caprice and Kelsey and Tori. Yeah. Okay. We love Tori. I mean, I love all of those uh, players, but uh, uh, Tori Tori's a good friend. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we we should make a Havana Salon T-shirt this year. <laughs> that's uh, it's not a bad yeah. it's not a bad idea actually. Um, <laughs> uh, if you if you uh, hold on, let's let's go. Uh, tell me about a. I mean, we're only a couple couple weeks into the season um but maybe you can include last season into this question uh tell me about an unsung hero that's on the team that's someone that maybe isn't making headlines uh or uh you know goals or saves the week but someone that's really coming through for the for the team um in any capacity i mean i would say tory for sure as the unsung hero i think that as a holding midfielder i think so much they get overlooked just because, like you said, they're not necessarily scoring a ton of goals and um, getting all the glory. But I think that she kind of pulls the team together, connects passes, settles it down, makes tackles, and I think um, kind of solidifies us in the middle. Yeah. Um, so t- And then, you know, we've uh, – the Spirits uh, go to Seattle. It's a you know, tough loss coming in there, come back. Nice win over Orlando. Tell me about the the the, t- the vibe on the team right now. How's, what's that locker room vibe like? 
Um, there's just like an excitement. I think that everybody, we have a very young team and everybody's still just getting to know each other. And I think that there's a lot of talent. And so I think it's just, um, exciting putting together different combinations of people in different positions. I think, um, there's a good, a lot of the younger players are versatile and can play in different places. And so I just think there's this, um, like, like I said, last year was a learning year. And so there's this air of like, here we go. It's a new year. It's a new start. Like, let's make it what we want. Um, because, you know, I think that we've all acknowledged last year that it happened, that it wasn't what we wanted, but we have to take what we can from it and move forward. Yeah. Um, before we get into uh, talking about this weekend, I was, I'm curious uh, if, uh, if if soccer were no longer an option for you, um, what what career path do you think you you would look towards? Um, if soccer was no longer an option, I think I would like dream job or like realistic job. I don't get them both. Okay, like dream job would be owning a restaurant. Owning I a restaurant, and I just. And I think that that would be a very exciting and just the creativity um, involved with cooking. And it'd be like a farm to table type of restaurant. Um, and I mean, that would be dream job. Reality is I think I'd probably end up in real estate. My dad has a property investment company. And I think that that's probably where I would go if soccer was not a career option. Okay, interesting. Uh, owning a restaurant or real estate. Um, <laughs> uh, very well. What did, I don't know. Did you mention it? What cuisine would your restaurant be? Um, I don't know if it would have so much of a cu- cuisine as being fresh food. So whatever vegetables are in season, I would want to raise all of the. I want the, the restaurant to be located like on the farm. And so all of the produce, everything would be sourced from the farm. Okay. And yeah, so I mean, I'm supposed to be American, if any, if nothing else. Um, and I'd want it to be like a breakfast, like a, uh, a breakfast brunch kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Very well. Well, I look forward to eating there uh, at some point when uh, <laughs> when you make that happen. Uh, all right, so the the Spirit host North Carolina on Saturday. Uh, obviously, these these teams uh, have faced each other in high level or high stake situations in the past. Uh, tell me about how how the team is preparing for what they know is a very potent North Carolina courage. I think that um, we definitely, obviously, played them many times in the past and know what their strengths are, and I think that. You know, we're just trying to focus on what we do well and what our threats are, um, but still being aware of what they bring and their speed up top um, and, you know, the transitional play. Uh, great. Last question. Um, kind of a, I'm a, kind of a, just, just meant to be kind of fun. Um, <laughs> who, who, who on the team is, uh, is most likely to – also be a spy and you can interpret that however you want but that's the question <laughs> who on the team is also most, most likely to likely. also be a spy i would have to 
say, I would have to say Caprice. I think that nobody would expect it to be Caprice, which is why I think it would have to be Caprice. Perfect. <laughs> Caprice. Answer <laughs> First answer of the season is Caprice. I like that. She's the, uh, <laughs> uh, very well. Uh, Havana Salon, thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing you on the pitch this season. You are my... Uh, you were my pick for uh, most goals in the season on on a bold prediction. Uh, so feel free, yeah, feel free to uh, feel free to take shots when you get the opportunity. <laughs> Make me look like a genius, but uh, I do appreciate your time. We're looking forward to a fun season. Yeah, absolutely.